0: for the get- and I say that every week. Every week I say I'm excited, but I'm really excited. Roseanne McKenzie is not just a friend, she's also someone who was at the start of my neck nomination journey. As some of you know that may have followed the journey, neck nominations is where I decided to be a homeless person instead of drinking. And the very next Monday, that happened on the Friday, the very next Monday, my friend comforted me and held me and put me on air on an Afrikaans <laughs> breakfast show where I may have used the word lacquer and donkey, maybe, was, was what I said. Rosie, welcome to Good Things, guys.
1: Thank you so much. The, when the last time I interviewed you, I was, I think, 37 weeks pregnant that was that long ago.
0: But was it that show?
1: It was that show.
0: And you pulled yes. me in. And the producers had sent me the content productions and whatever, whatever, whatever. And my greatest concern was that the fact that it was off-recards. Mm-hmm. And he has this Engelsmann coming onto the show... But you treated me with such care. And, and since then, obviously, I've, I've done a bit of stuff with Jacaranda, and I've got the podcast, and I've got the show, and all these things going on. And what I've realized the most important part of any interview is how the host treats the guest. Because I've had it bad. <laughs> I've had it really bad. There's been, there's been some people that have really ripped the ring. And I've realised that you are really, really, really good at what you do.
1: Thank you. That means a lot to me. That really does. Coming from you, like, that, that's very special to me. Thank well, you.
0: I mean, like I said, it was one of the first interviews. And it was memorable to me. Um, you do a lot now. You've got the production company where you're, doing, you're producing actual yes. content on TV. Yeah. You've got your radio show. Have you written a book yet? I don't know. No, is, that, no, is that in the no. pipeline? I'm I've not written a sure.
1: chapter in a book. It's supposed <laughs> to come out later this year, but I haven't written a whole
0: book, no. But you're, you're a busy, strong, independent woman who is also a mom with two kids, who also is mad about fitness. You're so inspirational. <laughs> Sometimes I see your stuff and I'm like, yeah, boy, get to gym now. <laughs> Gotta go to gym. You're, you're slacking. And you've survived a global pandemic. Mm. Where do we start? How how was the whole COVID lockdown? You know,
1: I think it was such a big shock. Like I don't I think we, we saw what was happening overseas and we were kind of like, yeah, it's a European thing or it's happening away from where we are. And then I think when when we got that the news about the three week hard lockdown, it was just
0: The 21 Days.
1: Twenty-one
0: days. Which we couldn't. We couldn't process twenty-one days of being locked up. Oh,
1: exactly. When we got that, it was really kind of a shock to me because all of a sudden. The coronavirus was now here and it wasn't this thing that was very far removed from me but yeah i'm, I'm here I'm, i've survived i have luckily not been infected and my family's been safe and healthy so
0: i must ask as mm. a mom because you're also very vocal about being a mom yeah. and um i think you help a lot of women through their motherhood as well <laughs> kids do crazy things
1: <laughs> especially, especially mine
0: <laughs> so at the beginning of lockdown we didn't know much about this virus what was that fear as a mom like having two little ones
1: do you know what i was quite a f- not a f- i won't say there was a fear but i was talking to them about it like it was something in in terms that they could understand so about two or three weeks into the well, i think it was roughly two weeks into the lockdown james had Found my phone at some stage and
0: he's managed. great on your phone. I love his, <laughs> I love, he does like these little interviews, yes. like mom, it's fantastic. Yes.
1: And he was making this little video about coronavirus and about how you need to stay at home, wash your hands, and so they, they, they knew about it. But I think I, I wasn't as fearful of it because. My mom is a nurse in the, in, on the NHS in the u k and she was still is on the front lines of this thing and i didn 't know that yes
0: i didn 't know that your mom was working on the front lines yes
1: so my mom is a superhero, I say that all the time, but just I think my fear was for her because she 's there by, by herself she 's been there for twenty years, and she 's working with sick people every single day, so I think it wasn 't so much. The virus, but, but potentially what that virus could, could do to my mom. She lost her best friend in Cape Town. He passed away due to corona. So it, it was close, but also the fact that she's so far mm. was, was a little bit tough to deal with. And also, we don't know when we're going to see her again because the UK is now having a well, second wave. You so. normally
0: go back. Once a year, yes. I follow. I follow you, girl. I follow you. You go back once a year to spend time with your mom, and your mom also comes here. Yes. So that that this year is completely not didn't happening.
1: happen. We had this is the ultimate first world problem, but we had a whole trip booked to Paris in July, um, because obviously my husband's folks are also there, so the kids get to see their grandparents. Which which it's not about going to Paris or going mm. to the UK. It's about Funny. family, which we don't have here. So. Um, yeah, it's a little bit, it's still a little bit sore, not knowing when we are going to see her again, because it doesn't look like her kind of annual Christmas trip is going to happen.
0: Yeah, well, maybe it will. I'm going oh, yes. to put good thoughts out yes, there yes, and yes. hopefully mom comes home for only Christmas. Only good things, yes. The only good things. Okay, okay. So, so lockdown happens. We, we fear for mom who's overseas and we're dealing with the kids. School. I mean that's that's been one of the most daunting things for parents to now have to become teachers and yeah. you've got little ones. Yes. If kids are I mean I don't even want to say if kids are like 12 or 13 they do it themselves cuz they most probably wouldn't. Yeah. But you have to then become a guardian at home and like a teacher while the teachers on Zoom and try and make this yes. work.
1: And for for the first couple of weeks there was there wasn't the Zoom. It was you were sent the
0: work like a a pack.
1: A pack. You you were sent the work on email, and there was like a once a week, like a half an hour check in with the teacher or whatever. And even with um, little Fallon, like at the beginning, you we just got these bags of activities which are the most just like daunting things teaching a two-year-old how to cut along the lines with scissors that are blunt or like just getting my son to actually not play with his lego at the table and do the maths did you you have a
0: a set place in your house that was school
1: yes we did we did eventually yes eventually we did and then, obviously, once the online stuff happened, that was a little bit, a little bit of the responsibility taken away from Chris and me. Yeah. But it was hectic, like, you being your child's teacher, it's almost like you're too close to it. Yeah. You know, you're so emotionally involved, you're like, read, read, read. But um, yeah, once, once the online stuff happened, it was a lot easier, I'll say that much. Okay. But um, I actually taught for a year, I was a teacher, I'm a qualified teacher. <laughs> Math to... is coming yes. back, and I hated it. Like, I think being a teacher is a calling, and it's not my calling.
0: Yeah. Well, we know what your calling is. You are <laughs> fabulous on radio. You've got a radio voice. You have a face for TV. Thanks. So you, you're, you're <laughs> a triple threat, double threat, triple threat. And you produce stuff. I mean, the production is. Uh, we've had many meetings where we've spoken about maybe doing something, mm-hmm. or you're creative. And your creativity comes out in your production. You've now produced a new show, which is based around goodness. It's based around good things.
1: Yes, it's so exciting. And this is even more special for me to be chatting to you about this. So a couple of years ago, I had the idea of turning the stories of Good Morning Angels on Breakfast with Martin Bester on Jacaranda into a TV show. And we wanted to go and see how it's going with the people now, like kind of a revisit and see how their interaction with Good Morning Angels their lives. and Diane and the team changed their lives. And I tell you, there is no shortage of stories of people whose lives have been positively affected, but literally things like, if I think about a, a, one, of, one of our episodes where there was a young girl, she she's goes to a mainstream school even though she's got a disability because her parents were adamant that she was going to go to a mainstream school. But mainstream schools are not very they're, they're accessible not for, for people with disabilities. So she needed a wheelchair. So she uh, the approached Good Morning Angels and she got a wheelchair, something that functionally, like tangibly has improved her life so going back meeting with Emily seeing how she's doing now how her family's doing and then giving her the opportunity to give back to someone else that in need was just it's it, and every week it's just the stories just get more and more amazing so yeah
0: they are feel good yeah. and they are they, they are special and they do give you that um the goosies yes but they come from tragedy normally mm-hmm. how do you cope then with putting these episodes together, producing, creating, and not becoming invested in the story. Because sometimes, I mean, the wheelchair is a beautiful example, but sometimes the wheelchairs, the tip of the iceberg and so much more is needed. And the need in our country is so vast. How do you keep your head above the water and keep doing the work you do and not become invested in a story where it is emotionally taxing to you?
1: Yeah. I was actually talking to Chris about this the other night when we were watching um, Omke Ingela because I look at the work that Diane has done over fifteen years of Good Morning Angels. She knows every person's story by heart, and that's why, like having her now chat to these the, the guests, having walked this path with her is it's just so special. But Chris and I were chatting, and we were and I was saying, it must be so emotionally draining to hear all of these stories all the time. And I, I think about the process of viewing and making notes on episodes and looking where we can change and, and, and just hearing the stories over and over again. For me, actually, it gave me such a great sense of perspective about the position that I'm in in my life and how lucky I am to be healthy, to be able to work and to have a family that I love. So I think as much as it, it did definitely bring a tear to my eye, like some some of the episodes, I did have to take a break from them, but most, the, the thing that, the kind of overarching theme that I, I have gotten from the producing side of things now is just perspective and how lucky I am to have the life that I have.
0: So again, I follow your life on social media. We're, we're friends and, and sometimes, not sometimes, we can make this excuse of busy. And um, I'm very thankful that I'm able to watch your life through this lens. Yeah. And I'll tell you this, your family unit is one that many people um, will work towards or want to aspire to to have because it is pure love. It's pure <laughs> love and you can see it. It's, it's, it's really beautiful.
1: Sometimes I do grow <laughs> a little bit mad. Let's now be honest with the people watching your show and listening. Um, yeah, I mean, I couldn't have asked for better. But I mean, it's... it's, And that that's why I think... That's how I run my social media is to be as honest as possible with people. Like, it's not always... Sunshine, uh, and, sunshine and roses. Sunshine and roses. It's hard. Parenting is hard. Marriage is hard. Running a business is hard. Being a freelancer in this industry is hard. But... The kind of gems that you get out of it and those awesome, awesome, awesome moments, they do make it worth it, but it doesn't take away from the fact yep. that it's difficult.
0: It's, of course it's tough. Yeah. Of it's tough. The body positivity is huge <laughs> in your Vocal speak on your platforms. And I started the show by saying, when you work out, I'm inspired. Like, I, you really do... You, you push it. Even on the bad days, you're still like, I'm getting up and I'm doing something and I'm going somewhere. And it does inspire me to, to, to do the same. Because we can sometimes get in a rut where we mm-hmm. sit and eat Kit Kats and pizza and yeah. don't want to get up and just yes. continue. But you're also not afraid to flaunt your beauty. Like, I am who I am. Mm-hmm. And this is my body. And I'll put on costume and I'll go to the beach I'm a mom, I'm powerful I'm strong, I'm beautiful and if I have a little line here or there this is who I am and I think that, I don't want to say it's brave because it's who you are mm. but it's inspiring to other people who don't have that confidence
1: Yeah, and I, and I think the more of us that do with our stretch marks and dimples and ro- tummy rolls and whatever that do put our bikini photos on like on on social media, because it's a beautiful moment, and you want to celebrate it, or you just want to post for the sake of posting it, I think the more of those bodies we see, the less of a fuss there will be if if there are more posts about yeah. it you know what I mean like everybody can't look like Heidi Klum after four kids like that's just not normal it's not normal like th- that's not the norm. The norm is is everybody. The yeah. norm is whether you are like a size zero and, and you, you are very, very skinny, that's normal for you because that's your body. Whether you are a size 18 or a 20 or a 22, that's normal for you. Like, it's not, we shouldn't be put into boxes. And I, I like something I feel so strongly about, like, don't, like this body is, it's all we've got. Like, it's your home. You don't want people not to love You need to love it.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Well, your posts are inspirational in that sense because even, even as a man, like, I've got a body dysmorphia mm. sort of about myself. And the reality is I, I sometimes have to look in the mirror and physically have a conversation with myself. I'm like, Brenty, this is who you are. And you're beautiful, boy. Just go with it. You're yeah. beautiful. And I think mm-hmm. if more people see that as a norm... What, what is that photo of Marilyn Monroe? When she was, like, on the beach and she's beautiful. She's voluptuous. She's got... And somehow the media have changed that yeah. in our eyes. Yeah, yeah.
1: And I think, I think social media as well, because I I read this thing that said, and you might've heard it before, that said the reason why sometimes we have insecurities is because we're comparing our behind the scenes to someone else's highlights reel. And that essentially is what social media and what you see on TV, music videos and all of that stuff is about. And you kind of look and you're just like, oh, but no, I don't look like that. So I shouldn't put my photo up. Put your photo up, man. Like. Do it. Do it. Because I'm a very strong believer in if it makes you happy, do it. If it makes you happy and it's not hurting anyone else, yeah. that is all that you need to focus on.
0: Done. Fools. Period. Period. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll tell you one thing, and, and it's, it's a mixture of following you, following inspirational people. I, I keep people around me, that are like me, Mm -hmm. and it's the same on my social media. But one of the things that I've become very cognizant of, um, and I've, I've done it often on your posts, is the last thing I will call you is beautiful. Because you are beautiful, but you are intelligent, you are witty, You there's so much, you're powerful, you're independent, and you're beautiful. And I think that's also important, is the words that we use to encourage each other should not just be about face value. Um, human beings are complex, and they're full of many different cogs, and those cogs are all beautiful. Yeah. And I've, I, I do that often, when I see, because you can put some stunning photos on. Girl, <laughs> with you in photos and dresses, and it is mad. Like, you are... Photogenic is all hell, (laughs) but the last thing you are. Well, the first thing you are is beautiful, but it's the last thing I'll tell you, because there's so much more in between that, um, that you are.
1: Oh, I love that. Thank you.
0: Yeah, you've taught me that. I think.
1: Thank you so much.
0: What, um, if, if anybody following, listening, watching, if they would like to see the work that you're doing. So obviously you're on radio in the week. Yes. You can, you can listen to Rosie on Jacaranda. <laughs> <laughs> so all the platforms that you're busy with, what you're on about, and then also the show, which is one of the highlights. It's absolutely beautiful. Mm.
1: So, I am on Jagaranda Every day, Monday to Friday With Alex J, 12 to 4 It's a Like, I just have the best time He's such a legend And we just
0: And he's funny He is funny He's
1: so funny And he's so endearing And he's just kind And like He's, he's kind people. He's, he's just one
0: of my biggest good things guy retweeters. Yeah. So on his Twitter, if yeah. there's stories that resonates with him, yes. he's like straight away. He and it also
1: we will speak about stuff that he's found on the show wow. and, and throw um, throw forward to your podcast and all of that kind of stuff. I, I love no, you. No, but you. it's 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 stuff that good good people find good people. So that's great. Then I am I present on two shows at the moment on VIA. So the first one is called Copscape. Uh, which is every Wednesday night at 6.30, and it's about health and wellness. And it's following six people through their wellness journey to see if they can improve themselves, whether it's cholesterol, blood pressure, whatever. So um, they, along with th- three kind of fitness and health champions, they get led on their journey. And it's fantastic because it's so up my alley. Like yeah. I love that kind of thing. It's positive. It's about health and well-being. It's great. And then on a Saturday morning at 8.30, I present on PSG saak Mark, which is a business breakfast. Show which is also loads of fun, and I'm learning so much. I just ended up pole dancing after interviewing a lady <laughs> who runs a pole dancing studio, and now I pole dance. I've got all the bruises, and <laughs> chakra, and I love it. Even got a pole in my garage now, it's wonderful. <laughs> and then, yes, Umke Engele, the big one, which is also on a Wednesday night at six o'clock on VIA as well, which is DSCV channel 147, and that um, is running, I think, for another nine weeks so people can check out all the new episodes and, and see what brilliant good news stories is coming out of our country because there is so much negative stuff and we I mean, need, that's we need the
0: positivity that's, yeah, so that's let's, important.
1: Let's flood people with positivity and good vibes.
0: I want to wish you all the success and I, I, feel, like, I feel like this is a legacy interview and one day I'm going to look back and I'm going to go, I interviewed Roseanne McKenzie. The work that you're doing and the places you are going, I can already see it's going to be massive. Keep producing, keep creating, keep shining this bright light that you do. I, I'm i inspired by it. So thank you. It's been an honour having you on the show.
1: Wow, I could, that's such a beautiful thing for you to say. I can't thank you enough. Thank you, Brent. And I'm so proud of you.
0: Oh, um, Roseanne McKenzie. So literally, the person that interviewed me first after... That fateful thing, when I decided to feed a homeless person instead of drink, changed my life. And and having friends like this is amazing. And no can I have (laughs) Afrikaanspratos like Afrikaans, no problem there. I want to wish all of you guys a great week. And just uh, only good things. And remember to be kind to each other. I'm Brent Linderkew, South Africa's very own Good Things Guy. And you've been listening to Good Things Guy, a jackpot podcast. For more episodes or to subscribe, rate or review my podcast, go to iTunes, iONAFM or Google Podcasts. Be kinder than necessary to yourself and each other. Thanks and only good things.